This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. Uh, super duper excited. Our good friend, our good pal, you know him as the uh, number one New York Times and USA Today bestselling author. Debbie Bruce Cameron is on with us today, and we're going to talk to uh, Bruce a little bit about his latest book, A Dog's Perfect Christmas. And uh, so we'll pick his brain a little bit about the, the book, not giving away all the tidbits, but uh, I'll talk to him about how that came about and also his uh, writing, what he's got going on. And uh, there's always something happening with Bruce Cameron, as you know. So everybody hang tight. We'll come back right after this commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Joining me now is the number one New York Times bestselling author. Uh, you know him from his books, uh, Dog's Purpose, A Dog's Journey, A Dog's Way Home, and the associated uh, major motion pictures that goes along with those, as well as all of his other wonderful writing. It's our good friend, Bruce Cameron. Bruce, welcome back to the show. Oh, what a pleasure to talk to you again, Tim. It, it's been, it, too, been too long. It has. It has. This has been the... Uh, uh, the longest but quickest year ever, uh, I think. <laughs> oh my God, that is so right. Oh my gosh, it is just slugged along, but yet here in my wonderful little hand is the latest book, A Dog's Perfect Christmas. So we're going to talk about Christmas books and the uh, the novel itself. So tell us a little bit about uh, A Dog's Perfect Christmas and uh, a little bit about the storyline. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was challenged by my publisher to write a book that had the same level of, as they put it, heart that was in an essay that I wrote that's in my book, uh, my humor book, A Dad's Purpose. It's called Last Dance at the Bus Bar. And it's, it's just about how you notice things are gone from your life years after they've passed. In this case, it was my son as a little boy reaching up to hold my hand because he grew up in the mountains and we, we took a trip to the city and and we were crossing a busy road, and it, and it was intimidating to him because he had never seen that many cars. And though he had not spontaneously held my hand in quite some time, he reached up and curled his little fist into mine. And I realized in that moment that it was the last time that my son was probably ever going to hold my hand. And that, that made me think about all of the other things that had happened, the milestones of my life where I didn't know it was the last time until it was until in retrospect, you know. So I wanted to I wanted to capture that because I was challenged to do so. And I came up with this idea about a family that is experiencing a normal level of modern day stress. There's nothing extraordinary about the Goss family. They've got a there's an overworked father, there's a 
mother who had a great career, but she put it on a shelf so that she could raise their twin boys. And, you know, twin boys, wow, they're three years old and they're just, you know, I've got twin grandsons and and they're nuts. And <laughs> then there's an eighth grade girl. And I don't know if you loved eighth grade, but most people don't. So she's got <laughs> she's got her share of stresses and grief. And there's a widower of, of the father. So these are just normal problems. There's nothing unusual about this family. And yet the mother kind of holds everything together. And when mm -hmm. she becomes ill and goes into the hospital, the family has to learn to put on Christmas and to indeed live their lives without her. And and then into the mix leaps a, a brand new little puppy, a lost dog. And the question is, is this the final straw? Is this going to destroy the family? Or is it, in fact, what brings the family back together for Christmas? So it's a feel-good family novel, very similar to The Dogs of Christmas in that it's got a lot of, you know, a lot of human emotion in it. But ultimately, it's happy because there's dogs in it. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. If there's a dog in it, it's got to be good. That's the way we like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So did you find it, in putting together this book, A Dog's Perfect Christmas, did you find it, I won't say easier, but, you know, this is a... Taking from something a little uh, ditty, as I'll call it, that you had written, and now asked by your editor to expand on that and create a whole storyline, did that give you like the, the foothold to write the book, or was this something that was quite a departure and, and a little bit even more of a challenge to get all the characters and all the uh, plot line put together? Yeah, that's a great question, Tim. The, the the way this works for me, I'm the dog book guy, and I you know I come up with a story idea for a dog, and and I put the dog through various tests and character developing situations and that's pretty much describes a dog's purpose a dog's journey dog's way home but with this book it was more important to balance the the point of view between not just the the two dogs that are in the book but the all the various characters they all need to sort of step forward on the center center stage and take their turn so that the challenge was to step out of my comfort zone where I, you know, I do write from the point of view of the dog and there is dog point of view in this book, mm -hmm. but there, but it's not just told from that point of view. And so I really, in the end, think it, it turned out really well. I think people have just generally been so receptive and the early reviews have been really good. So Dog's Perfect Christmas is going to be, you know, hopefully it'll join a, the the Dogs of Christmas. The Dogs of Christmas has been a bestseller almost every Christmas time, and let's see what happens with A Dog's Perfect Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will be a great success, and and, and I think you did a spot-on job with it because each of the characters that you mentioned, you, it's interesting. When you first came on, you said, you know, it's just a typical family. You've got twins. You've got a teenage drama. You've got a mom who's sick, and I don't know. That is probably normal nowadays. Uh, yeah. know, this is not your, your typical, you know, Christmas story because you, you have to build up these characters. And uh, these are new characters that the fans and the, the people that have read all your other wonderful books yes. uh, you know, aren't familiar with. So they've got to you've got to uh, do a good job in bringing these characters forward. Yeah, it's really fun to branch out, frankly. I mean, I've written three books in the A Dog's Purpose series. A Dog's Purpose, A Dog's Journey, A Dog's Promise. And in each one of them, it's Bailey, 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 who's at the center. It's uh, Bailey, who is the narrator. And I think people really love the continuity there and and also how Bailey changes over time, how he becomes more mature, if you will, and more, oh, spiritual even, because he's kind of, he's an angel dog in A Dog's Promise. 
So all of that comes together pretty well, but I, I also think it's just really fun to introduce new characters and have have new situations that are just different. It's just really fun. Yeah. And, and I think the good thing about what I see, you know, from your standpoint, at least from an outsider looking in uh, at you as an author, you know, you've got now a, a real nice uh, foothold's probably not the right word, but you know, you're becoming even more and more known as building up these feel good novels, these Christmas novels. You know, I'm assuming everybody's now going to want a Christmas book from you, just like they did. Uh, they wanted a, a dog book from you. And now you've got some really solid characters here that uh, you could build upon or you can uh, diverge off into something else. Yeah, you know, my manager, I've, I've got a manager now. I don't know what she's managing, but it feels like nothing's managed very well. But <laughs> I've got a manager and she keeps saying, I want to know what happens to this family next. Yeah. And, and of course, that's what happened to me with a dog. I wrote a dog's purpose. When I put that final period in there, I thought I was done with that. I didn't know it was going to become a franchise and multiple movies and all that. I just thought, you know, okay, I wrote a book and hopefully it'll sell and, and on to the next. So uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't ever say no because as is true of the, of the dog's purpose, sometimes things just come to me out of the blue. And then, then I'm like, oh, I, maybe I would like to continue the story of this family. Yeah. Exactly. Well, as a, a well-known, best-selling author, and obviously, uh, you know, a screenwriter, etc. I mean, you're, you're doing so much and have done so much. And uh, do you find it? Do you find it a plus being able to find something that that everyone loves and then have to build upon that? Or do you find it kind of difficult in the fact that once you build upon it and you're ready to try something new, do you have that liberty and luxury to to be able to try that something new? Yeah, you know, it's sort of like uh, it almost feels like that the, the question that was put to Sean Connery a long time ago about playing James Bond. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to play James Bond, you don't complain about it. I am so lucky to be the dog book guy. I'm so lucky that people I today uh, was just reading emails from people that are talking about this this new book, A Dog's Perfect Christmas, and so many of them say, "I read everything you write," and that's pretty good. That that's a that's a great feeling, you know. I I want my fans to get what they want from me. Uh, they have an idea of what they're getting when they open a uh, Bruce Cameron book, and I want them to get that. So. I, I don't find it difficult at all. I find it to be so rewarding that I'm in, in this enviable position of having people say, oh, I, I really I really like those Bruce Cameron books. That's just that's fantastic. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, to me, I look at it, and as you mentioned, you know, the books with Bailey, you know, and, and building yeah. Bailey's life up and you know, all the way up to being an angel dog, you know, that had that that's a, a solid piece. We always wanted to know what Bailey was going on and and the rest of the characters uh, that supported him. We always wanted to know that as well. But Bailey was the key. And I, I think with this new book and some of the things you've you've done, it's uh, it is nice. It's it's refreshing. You know, we still have a nice dog. We got a nice Christmas theme here, and we got a wonderful family to support it too. And and we're building on all these characters, even though we always know the dog wins out at the end of the day. You know, everyone yeah. wants to know what the dog's doing. <laughs> I think the moment that puppy shows up, we're pretty sure they're not getting rid of the puppy. That they talk a lot about how they how they have to get rid of the puppy. We know that puppy's not going anywhere. No, no. Once you have a puppy, it's there. It's it's a lot of work, but it, but they're there yeah. forever. Yeah, is that all right? So, what would you say when uh, everybody picks up a copy of the Dog's Perfect Christmas? What would you hope they walk away from after reading it? You know, 2020 has been a very interesting and difficult year for so many people, and I just want 
to give people a lighthearted story, a reason to smile, maybe shed a, a happy tear or two. I don't I I am not in the business of making glum pronouncements or writing about events that are awful. <laughs> That's just not me. You know, people, I, I've had people say, well, you're, you know, dogs die in your books. I'm like, well, they die, but <laughs> have you noticed that they come back? <laughs> and, uh, I would have to say that that's that's a great question, and the answer is I just want people to feel good. I just want people to read a book that leaves them smiling, and I think there's plenty to smile about in A Dog's Perfect Christmas. Yeah, very well put, very well put. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more with Bruce Cameron about the book A Dog's Perfect Christmas. Also talk to him about uh, his writing styles and, and what's gone on in this particularly challenging year if there's been any changes to how he goes about crafting his work. So everybody hang tight. We'll come back right after this commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Are you listening to this right now with a cell phone clenched between your teeth as you frantically flip pages on your paper calendars? Or are you a new breed of groomer, bred for speed and efficiency of movement? 123 Pet Software automates your communications, doing the reminding, confirming, thanking, and marketing for you. 123 Pet centralizes your schedule, employees, clients, inventory, and more. 123 Pet is the business management software you need. Start minding your business today. Visit 123petsoftware.com. So now I've got this pack of four Sharpay Rescue dogs for, oh my goodness, probably five, six years. They get a regular diet of Dynavite with every meal. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. People remark on what beautiful coats they've got. I tell them, you don't need to wait until a problem presents itself. It's far better to keep the dog happy and healthy at all times. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Continue our conversation with the uh, number one New York Times bestselling author, Bruce Cameron, and his latest book, A Dog's Perfect Christmas. Bruce, we talked before the break about the book, and it's a feel-good, it's a tearjerker, it's a family book, everything we need at this time of year. As we know, this, <laughs> you know, this year, 2020, it's been uh, challenging, would say, uh, would be the least thing, I would say. Um, yeah. I was at my local Starbucks today talking to one of my favorite baristas, and uh, he was uh, talking about how all of his uh, rental properties, all the appliances are falling apart, and it's being a challenge getting them all put back into place. He's had a flood, and of course, on top of everything else. And I said, well, first of all, don't let the universe know that you have any spare money because <laughs> <laughs> they'll shift it. You know, the universe will shift it to something else like refrigerators and uh, microwaves and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and the second thing is to say, uh, don't ever say, you know, just when you've seen it all, there can't get anything worse. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, don't say that. Yeah. Some other curveball coming our way. So as a writer, how we talked in the past about how you set up your craft and how you work your day and you know how you manage everything, especially in light of doing multiple things at one time, as, as well as running the, you know, the uh, W. Bruce Cameron uh, conglomerate nowadays. The <laughs> 
how have you found this year has as far as from a writing aspect have you been able to stay uh, focused on how you like to go about doing things and how you work working every day did you have more time to to write and work or was it uh uh, everyday challenges seem to be more. Well, you know, I hesitate to say this, but COVID has not been a particularly bad thing for me. Uh, I haven't lost anybody close to me, or I don't really know anybody who has had it. And uh, that's on a personal basis. And then professionally, normally I would be on airplanes and in hotel rooms, and I would be spending so much of my time in transit. And you can't always you can't always write when you're in transit. And you certainly can't always get to the hotel gym. And I gain weight, and I I have been able to sit at my desk and and write without interruption because I have that kind of profession. So you know, I I have uh, I've not had as bad a year as some people, and. This has been a particularly fun year for me because I've I launched a new book series called Lily to the Rescue for uh, for little kids. I had I've got a younger reader series called the Puppy Tales, which honestly adults read too. But it's it's basically a lot of them are, are adaptations of my grown up books, as I like to call them. But beyond that, uh, I wanted to go even younger, and that category is called chapter books. And I get Lily is a dog who is rescued and then works and lives at an animal rescue. And she winds up getting involved in saving baby animals. And so uh, I've, I just published two more of those, so I've got four out. There are eight total in the series, uh, and I'll, I'll put an asterisk and say thus far because, you know, maybe the series takes off and, and they want more of them. They're just so much fun. And so it's been a great year for me in that regard as well. I, I haven't been on book tour. I uh, haven't been anywhere since March, early March. But that's OK, because I've got seven books coming out this year, Tim. So I have to really focus on writing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been a heck of a couple of years. Wow, that's amazing. Well, and that's fantastic because, you know, as I look at it and as I talk to other authors and writers as well as just, uh, you know, uh, friends and family, et cetera, it seems to, for the most part, ha- have the pendulum swung one way or another. It's like, you know, okay, I, I'm not going out as much. I'm not going on vacation. I'm not going on book tours. I'm not uh, flying, et cetera. Uh, so I'm using this opportunity to write what I've been wanting to write or put together these series or, or even have some, we'll say, in the bank for later on when it does get, mm-hmm. get crazy again. And then others are like, yeah, I'll get to that tomorrow. <laughs> there, yeah. There's a rerun of, of the Super Bowl running going right now, and so I got to watch <laughs> that. <laughs> so it seems like it, and I, and I think uh, for me it's been, it's been pretty much, you know, uh, I always looked at myself as an extrovert. And I find myself being more and more of an introvert because I haven't really missed a step. Yeah. Yeah. People get isolated. And uh, let me recommend to anybody who's feeling that way, time for a dog. Get a dog in your life where, yeah, you're not interacting with with people as much, but you can have a really solid relationship with a dog. And the dog will also make you get out of your chair and uh, walk around the block. Uh, People who own dogs live longer because they're exercising and they're in better moods. And, you know, if you have a really bad day, your dog can, can take that bad away. So I hear you. A lot of people feel isolated. A lot of people find themselves developing habits where they're just feeling lonely and introverted and 
that's when you when you find yourself going through that. My recommendation is twofold. First, uh, get a dog book, and then get your, <laughs> and then get yourself a dog. I mean, there you I'm go. Not, that's it. And get a uh, Bruce Cameron dog book, and now you're really set. You've got the there trifecta. You, you got the trifecta going there. Yeah, I agree, and that's the exciting thing. And I, I know your daughter's involved in rescue, and obviously you uh, and Catherine's been supporting rescue for for quite some time. And I am pleased when I uh, work with the very you know numerous rescue groups, and I see what's going on. That you know there are a lot of uh, dogs and cats and other animals being adopted out that that have not yeah. been in the past. And that's you know as we look for those you know acorns of uh, positivity there that's one of the biggest ones and uh, i think so yeah yeah and you are absolutely right a dog will not let you break the routine <laughs> you are you're, you're getting right. up that's right and you're probably giving more treats and more movement than than you ever have before <laughs> and you're probably you're probably getting out of bed on a uh, when you're you feel like sleeping in but it's like oh no don't you know you you get up now you always get up now get up that's right that's <laughs> right don't you dare change my routine it's time to do it that's for sure that's for sure <laughs> All right. Well, wonderful. Hey, everybody go out and pick up a copy of the book. It's uh, A Dog's Perfect Christmas, uh, another wonderful job by our good friend uh, Bruce Cameron. You're going to love it. You're going to love the family. You're going to love the new puppy in the book. And it's, uh, yeah, it's ramping us up for Christmas time. So that's even even better. That's got to be positive. And uh, we're excited about it. So, Bruce, uh, another fabulous job. And as always, it's fantastic to uh, talk to you, my friend. It is always a pleasure and an honor to be on your show, Tim. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Welcome. Well, uh, we're coming to the end of the show today. I want to thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. I want to thank the uh, producers and sponsors for making this show possible. If you have any uh, questions, ideas, comments uh, for the show, uh, just drop us a line at PetLifeRadio.com. While you're there, uh, check out all the other wonderful shows and hosts. We've got a plethora and a cornucopia of wonderful entertainment. So check it out at PetLifeRadio.com. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life. Put it in a book, a blog, an article. Who knows? You may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.